Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here at 1150 AM KKNW, we'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Aloha, Benny. Hi, Dina. Good to see you again. Did you go on vacation? Uh, I did not. i uh, just been kind of laying a little low. Okay, good. Well, you know That's what? staycation. Thank you. <laughs> That's, That's what exactly what I'm looking it. for. Yes. I was laying low about a year ago, and I had some help. <laughs> with my uh, radio show and that turned out to be Gretchen Cramp and she's going to be my co-host today. Good morning, Gretchen. Hi, Dina Marie. It's good to be with you again. Nice to see you after this uh, long year. Well, we've been in touch on the phone a lot and that's been fun. But yeah, exactly a year ago, we went to Orcas Island and we did a little show on that and it was heart of the matter. You took over for a while, which thank you very, very, very much because I needed some time to uh, rest and recoup like Benny. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk music. Uh, we're going to talk Orcas Island, and that's where you're at right now. Uh, Clint McEwen, Follow the Sun. That's who we let in with the music. And uh, he's been on my show in the studio, playing live multiple times. Right, Benny? Yes, he has. And you should go <laughs> check him out, right? ClintMcEwenMusic.com. There you go. I, would br- I bring all these musicians in, and then Benny has to tape them and get the mics all set up. <laughs> and one day, uh, Clint came in and goes, I don't know what I'm going to play. He goes out into the hall. He finished a song and played it first for us on live radio. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. I forgot what it was even called, but it's like, that's how talented he is. And you know his sister, Grace. I do. Yeah, Grace McCune. Grace and Clint play a lot on the island. Um, In fact, I was hoping that we'd have Grace with us today, but she is busy, busy. She's going to be opening tonight on our Village Green. The stage on the Village Green is doing a series with our Orcas Center. And Grace is going to be performing this evening with an artist from Seattle. Um, That's going to start about 6.30. And tomorrow night, they've got another performance as well and through the whole summer series. So it feels like we're coming back to life and coming back back to our community after two long, long years of, um, you know, folks being sent to their room as we were <laughs> and now resurfacing and reweaving ourselves as a community. That's one of the things that I'm really jazzed about, Dina Marie. Um, I was able to put into our community foundation a proposal for a grant that I call Village on the Green. And we're doing three Wednesday evenings of reweaving our island community. So locals and those who've moved recently coming from 6 to 9 p.m. And we've got one coming up on the 13th this coming Wednesday. And our theme is called Amplify Her with a focus on women, women who are leading in our nonprofits, um, our entrepreneurial women, our creative women, um, which is one of the reasons I'm so glad we've got Edie Culper and Falana Goodrich with us today because they are two of my favorite island creatives. We'll be talking with them a bit later. Um, But it's open to, it's family friendly, bring a picnic, bring a chair. If you're a nonprofit, you're invited to um, table or tent in our resource fair. We really want to connect the island to more of itself and have people know where they can get some support or they can contribute, they can volunteer, um, because we know that when we really care about something, we take care of it. 
and um, this island is rich in beauty and it's got a lot of resources and its people are some of its greatest resources. So it's all ages, it's good fun. And we've got a DJ, uh, Becca Bikini, who's moved here recently from the Bay Area and she will be doing a dance set 7.30 till about 8.30 uh, or seven till 8.30. And then we're gonna show the film Amplify Her, which is done by um, Canadian artists, uh, Nicole Sonichin and Ian McKenzie. And it is about women as producers and DJs, which is right up Falana's alley because she's a musician and a producer and a creator. So it's, it's about finding our voice. And we certainly know that as women, it's really important for us to find our voice, use our voice, speak up, speak out, speak with, you know. But Dina Marie, I have to say, I wish you could come and maybe you will on Wednesday because you and I met each other on the dance floor. Do you remember that? You were reading my mind. I mean, <laughs> art, art, music, and community. I go there to, to stay at Heartwood, but I'm staying uh -huh. with Babs, who's this beautiful woman on the island who's, who, who's, who not, who's no longer with us, but is. She's so in spirit. Yeah. yeah. One yeah, of so our radiant sparkles. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden she goes, there's this place in the middle of town and there's music. You won't believe it. So it's late at night. I think it's winter even. I'm not sure. And we go and it's kind of loud. I end up dancing with you that night. And then I go to your house and meet you. It was so funny because I already met you. <laughs> so we met on the dance floor, Falana, at um, Random House. And it was Valana's father who created that space years ago as a dinner theater community performance space. So Dina Marie and I met each other dancing on that dance floor <laughs> and have been fast friends ever since. So we got lots and lots of things to, to share. And Dina Marie, you're doing a lot too in the, in the Salish Sea as far as travel and community. Do you want to say anything about what you're up to? Well, just the fact that we have the would-be connection, the Orca, uh, Orcas Island connection, you know, island living is awesome. It really is. And you have to slow down because especially at this time of year, it's the hard ferries. to get off the, uh, Yeah, the ferry <laughs> rides predicts what you're going to do anyways. And I moved here uh, pandemic time. So I didn't get, I knew about the ferries, but I didn't really live that life because I could drive on and off of Camino. But yeah, just the art, the music and the community, the nonprofits, the beauty. I mean, I used to go to Kauai and I still want to go back, but I don't feel the need to go really anywhere right now because Woodby Island is beautiful. South Woodby. And now I get to work with the chamber. So we had the Blue Heron Canoe journey come in and I got, actually, that's my job to go down and meet them all in video and, and tell their story. It's just, you know, we would be Institute, but yeah, Woodby Island, Orcas Island. I love Camino, uh, but I do like Orcas more than most islands on the Salons. <laughs> it's a little treasure and you're always welcome here. One of the things I love that you've done, Dina Marie, and I think it was especially valuable during uh, the, the, the two years of real introspective time is the retreats that you offered that you'll do a personal retreat that someone can come and spend a day with you and see the island. Walk I have to tell you, yeah, so I do a Reiki session. We go the chakra reading um, down at the beach. We do the institute, would be institute. We hike in the woods. We go to the uh, labyrinth. Then we head downtown and people, it's magical, right? And, and they don't want to leave. And the one 
person came in for an event or that retreat. Then she took me to, I have to say, it's in Bellevue. It's called Ascend. It's 31 floors up. It's a restaurant. Her daughter works there. We get the best seat in the house. I'm looking at Mount Rainier. I'm watching the sun go down. And she looks at me. She goes, this is nothing for you, is it, Dina Marie? Because she was on the beach with me two days earlier on the beach, watching the sun go down while I'm swimming. It's just not the same. It's like watching television, right? Right, right, right. And you swim. I mean, that you're a cold water swimmer. I have to hats off to you. Yeah, you're, you're right. Really in the elements. I like to watch it from a deck with a glass of wine. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, and let's talk about orcas. I always went there for years and years to swim, you know, to right. swim in the lakes because they're so clean. You know, and why don't you uh, to bring on our guest? Because her her book has all the places I love. She knows it absolutely. So yeah, and Edie Edie Culver is with us today. Edie is my next door neighbor. Um, Hartwood House was the home I had for 30 years on the island. And so 10 years ago, Edie and her husband Mike and their young sons, young young sons, moved in next door. Um, and it was wonderful to hear children's voices in the woods once again. Um, so I've known Edie as a neighbor and I've just watched her over the years create this beautiful story of what she's discovered on the island as an artist, as a photographer, as a writer. Um, and I'm going to let her say a little bit more about how she's come to do what she's done. But she was a guest with us a year ago. So I'm really um, honored to have you back again this year, Edie, to celebrate, you know, life on Orcas Island and all the things that you bring to our community. Edie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun. Um, I, I used to be an assistant on a radio show years and years and years ago, so it's fun to do this again. But yeah, we moved here about a decade ago, and um, it was... It, just a magical place to raise our kids. Now they're 16 and 12. And the older one is actually starting to feel like he's outgrowing everything, his house, his island. <laughs> so, um, and I have to say over the, the past winter, winter lasted a long time here, it felt like with the gray. So that was hard for me too. I'm, I'm outgrowing the gray. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I wrote a book called Life on Orcas Island, and at my first talk about it, I said, you know, I I have to say I I I love this place, but with this kind of gray, it's gonna it's gonna make me leave Orcas Island <laughs> if it if it's gonna continue to be ten months out of the year. But anyway, no, Orcas is amazing, and I started a blog about four years ago called Life on Orcas Island, where I just documented everything that happened here. And the, the magic of this place is the people and the gatherings. And when the pandemic happened, we, we lost all of those gatherings. And our calendars used to be full every day, all day long, if we wanted them to be with people getting together and doing the most unique things like pizza oven days out in a meadow or um, barn dances. It could be, it was everything that you could think of that was very islandy. It wouldn't happen anywhere else. And then with the pandemic, um, you know, every single day we were thinking, when are we going to get back to normal? No one ever knew. So at one point, all of a sudden, I just got this rush of a feeling of now is the time to do this book. And I 
none of us knew if a book about what Orcas Island was like would be like what Orcas Island would be like when we actually got back together and got to gather again. So, um, but I just followed my gut and set a deadline for the book and got a designer and an editor. And sure enough, once it got finished, everything opened up. <laughs> so it was like a reminder of, hey, this is how we do Orcas Island. And um, it's all about the people, the gatherings, the festivities, uh, the unique things people do here on the island, and the beauty. Yeah. Edie, you just said something that really prompts me to say that um, we make our own fun. And I think when your book came out, it just reminded me through pictures and stories and you write as beautifully as you capture and you photograph with a phone and cameras. Um, but you're telling the story of us and um, how we are with each other. You know, Orcas Islanders love a parade. And about two weeks ago, you know, which is on your blog and, and your, your website, you know, is lifeonorcasisland.com, right? Yes. So people can go there and they can see these photos and they can read these stories and they can access your book. Um, but Orcas Island loves a parade and it was our 22nd annual solstice parade. There were as many islanders in the parade as there were <laughs> islanders watching the parade. And, you know, I know our Department of Tourism's tasked with bringing people to the islands and our economy really has this dynamic discussion going on how much tourism can we support and what do we do and how do we, you know, feed and water everyone. And we do this for ourselves. And it's like the tourists get a chance to look at how we live our lives yeah. and that was always my favorite part of tourism it's just like welcome to our party welcome to our dance welcome to our parade take your shoes off get your hands in the dirt you know pass the plate it's a potluck um that that's just the sparkle and joy that is island living for me. And you've captured it with your pictures and your stories and the people that you um, profile because you know, you, you, you're really about the story of, of who somebody is. And um, I, I'm really appreciating that. You wanna say a little bit more about your 25 things to know about? Oh, I write a column every Sunday for the Orcasonian, which is our, <clears throat> our online news resource here. And every, every other week, I, I ask a person if they will write 25 or 27 things about themselves that most people don't know or even might know but don't know the details about. And it started because it's a very orcasy way it started. It just started on a whiteboard in our local office cupboard. Michelle Marshall owns this store that's like a stationery and supply store. And uh, she just asked people every month to write something about themselves, 25 things on a whiteboard. And I asked if I could just continue that. And um, I love learning. The thing about Orcas is you learn things about people you realize how amazing people are and the things that they've done in their lives. And it's not, you know, you realize that it's not just people on Orcas. It's just that here you have the time to 
stop and talk on the street and people here you know you know a tourist because they avert their eyes when you walk on the street but <laughs> workers people don't they immediately connect and they start talking for an hour and it's always meaningful and deep and you learn so much about everybody in this place which is so different from other places well i've never been to a place like that that's one of the reasons that we moved here and you know you talk about tourists coming here and how they get a window into how we live and i love when tourists come here i'm not i'm not all about having more and more people come but i i love when people come here because I get to learn about even more people and different cultures come to us. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, you know, a lot of people say this is a very busy place during the summer. And to me, this is nothing compared to where I came from. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Not to say again, that I want a lot of tourism. And I actually held off on writing the book and actually the blog as well, because I didn't want to, uh, let more and more of the world know about orcas but my intent with the book is to document who we are not to say hey the world come and be here but um to show what our life is like and how people really um live out their dreams here and they blossom here in ways that they might not have even known they would if they were in another place because here you have this space there's just there's no buzz in the air of busyness it's it's like you have this airspace in your brain and you realize things that you've always wanted to do and you do them and sometimes you're the only person who's doing them <laughs> so mm -hmm. on the mainland you might be the the number 1000 in a line of a, you know a play that you want to be in and here you might be the only one that can do that role you know things like that happen here you're what you are is in the play you're, you're <laughs> participating in your community and i want to talk a lot about your book and i think you're document documenting some something very special so i'm like you i don't want to promote the islands to where we can't live here anymore but you know i really want to talk about your book after the break you're listening to lift your spirits with dina marie stay tuned oh, it's not the same you Something new it burns inside ya. Oh, and everybody knew. Oh, well, they don't seem to even recognize. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. 
Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Lift your spirits at Bayview Healing Suites on beautiful Whidbey Island. Bayview Healing Suites offers treatments in beauty, health, and wellness and is located at Bayview Corner, open seven days a week. Sonia Sushagani offers acupuncture and traditional Eastern herbal medicine that restores balance within your body, mind, and spirit. You can reach out to her to book your wellness and self-care session at goldenearthhealingarts.com. Take some time for yourself to relax at Bayview Healing Suites in Bayview Corner. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Beautiful. Welcome back. This is Gretchen Kropp. I'm here with Dina Marie on Lift Your Spirits Radio, uh, KKNW. And uh, you were listening to Falana Goodrich, who is uh, another marvelous island creatrix, singer, songwriter, producer, who will be joining us a little bit later in the show. Um, talk about her, her work. That was Heart on Fire. Um, so Edie, Edie, let's talk a little bit about... Um, what it is to actually go through the process of writing a book and, and making it real. Because a year ago, we were talking about your blog and, you know, how, how, how you're doing this in the world. Um, one of the things about living on an island is how do you make a living and how do you make a life? And um, you're doing this. I mean, you've made something into form. Want to say a little bit about what it's like to write a book and get it? Get it out there. Sure. I did things backwards. Um, I, I don't, thankfully, I don't have to make a living off this book. <laughs> so that's what made it possible for me to make it really because, well, I didn't want to spend a lot making it, first of all. I didn't want it to just become this black hole where money just poured in. Um, I wanted to do it reasonably but also I wanted to love the process and because I don't have to count on every book and the sales of it I can really enjoy every minute of I could enjoy making it and now I can enjoy every minute of being at the farmer's market or doing signings at Darville's bookstore knowing that it's not for me it's not about dollar signs in my eyes it's it's still just about life on Arcus Island and I, I wanted to make this book so many years ago when we were tourists on the island. Um, we were tourists for six summers and a book like this didn't exist. We wanted to take something home about Orcas Island so that we could look through it when we were at home. We lived in Santa Barbara, which is amazing, but there is nothing like Orcas Island. And there was no book chronicling Orcas Island and I, I from the very start I thought oh gosh if we ever lived here I'd want to make a book about this place and then my husband one day said you know we we spend so much time thinking about the dream of living here 
the guys in my family tend to die young, so let's just do it. <laughs> so he said, in case that's in my genetics, why don't I retire early and let's go there? So we came here and ever since we lived here, I wanted to make this book, but I had a few obstacles in my head, like, well, I've never done a book before and I would never want to make a book that had a typo. <laughs> so that was always in my head and I would never want it to look mediocre. And a lot of people are doing self-published books, but um, sometimes you can tell they're self-published because the cover might be kind of bland or it might be, it might not be the way we see our eye is trained to look at covers of books and insides of books and the type and the font and things like that. So I didn't want it to have a look that was self-published. And I knew that if it was about Orcas Island, I couldn't go to some huge publisher because mm -hmm. their run would have to be tiny. So they wouldn't want to do the book. So I kind of stayed in that limbo area for a long time. And I also was a homeschool mom that I, I didn't plan on being, but my kids just, it turned out that they alternated wanting to homeschool. So I never had the time to do it anyway, because I, I completely, momming is my first priority above everything else. So um, all of a sudden they were both at school, at school, and I still was thinking, well, I could do this book, but I don't want to have a typo. I don't want it to look mediocre. And a friend of mine said, Edie, perfection is stagnation. And I thought, oh, you're right. I'm never going to make the book unless I just know that there can be mistakes and I can just do the best I can do. And all of a sudden, boom, that was it. So I started making it about two weeks later and I set a deadline for five months. Well, I set a de deadline for three months and my graphic designer said, oh my gosh, that's not going to happen, but we can try. But it was five months that we set a, an alternate deadline for five months and we we were done at that date and out it is and there there are a few typos but <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine you'll be fine in my book i did the same thing you do, did and i stood behind it at farmers markets and, and met the people that bought it but right before print i had a client say what is that your my new book and it said our and agree our energy matters, not energy, energy. Uh -huh. Everyone was ready to have it go. No one noticed it said energy and not energy. Can you imagine? Wow. Nobody. It was like God stepped in, but you know what? I like that about stagnation and um, in, um, perfection, you know? But it, was for. Huh? it was interesting because the first talk I did um, at the library, I mentioned about how I didn't want a typo and this man raised his hand and um, he goes to our church and he said, you know, we used to live in the Middle East and um, people who wove, who would weave rugs, they would put an error in their rug if they thought they didn't have an error in their rug because they believe that only God is perfect. So we're supposed to have flaws. And so I thought, okay, <laughs> but really um, my, my flaws, I think are, are they're hard to find. You'd have to really look for them. So that there are about three that I know of, but there's, there's one in particular that's about a couple here that has had a, a I mean, a, a water sports business for, for years. And there's one thing that's a little bit different in theirs that wasn't there until the last 
day and I didn't catch it the last the last because of some things that we moved around so I, I called him and I said oh there's a you're there's something wrong on your page it was the it was the typo I didn't want and I said I got to give you a free book and they're, they're like oh it's fine it's fine so anyway yeah um, you're just hard on yourself in my angel book I there's one word that says angle uh, <laughs> of angel but you know it you move on and I want to I really want to yeah. bring up Moran State Park what do you think the island would be if that park hadn't have been preserved? Really, Orcas oh, Island? Gosh, well, that it would be different. <laughs> That's a place that we all have so many strong memories about, and the lakes there are stunning. And there, you can't have motorized vehicles on them. There, there's no gas in the water. It's just they're beautiful and clean and amazing and going to the top of mount constitution is it's a must for anybody who comes here because you'll never see that kind of view of all the islands out in the distance unless you're up there it's it's amazing so it's a special place and it's and really it's yeah, sacred yeah the, the top it's always different i've been there when it's just clouded in and you see the tops of mountains and it's just gorgeous. And the lakes, Washington, uh, is it Lake, a lake, uh, what's a, one of the, ba Bab's favorite lake? Mountain lake. Mountain, Mountain lake. lake. Yeah, and, and yeah, just the swimming and the waterfalls and, and, and well, I had find one a place to be alone. I had one of my worst moment, parenting moments up on Mount Constitution and I learned quickly about how the island weather can change because one day it was during the winter and we were, we are walking up, there's a plane, that is, there's always a plane flying overhead here, um, which is also really cool because my son is in this program where he, it's called the Air Hawks, where he's learning to become a pilot. So now I'm looking up going, is that my son? So, um, <laughs> well, well, too, because we're on a small island, that's where people are getting in right now. I'm on Woodby, it's right, right. south right. Woodby. So yeah, those airplanes in the summertime are pretty active. Right. Well, and so the weather here changes in an instant. And we were walking up or uh, walking up Mount Constitution, the, my kids and I, and the kids were only about three and nine. And as the, we knew we were heading up to snow and it was starting to snow as we were getting higher and higher and higher and we're walking toward the top. And I always pushed my kids pretty hard because I wanted them to always be tough. And um, we got to the top after it had taken us hours and hours and hours and they had done snow angels and now we're to a point where the clothing that they were wearing is soaked and it's starting to firm up because it's so cold and my we got to the top of constitution and the top of the tower where we're looking out and i said to my older son oh my gosh i've been lost in this fantasy land what what time is it and he said it's 3 40 and in the winter it gets dark here at about 4 15 mm -hmm. and i thought oh my gosh and uh, I just was, and we were the only ones up there. And it's actually, there's a picture in the book, um, in my book of that moment at the top uh, of just the beautiful scene, but it was striking to think, wow, we've got to get down in like a half an hour or else I'm going to have emergency people after us. And right then my younger son said, oh mom, I'm so cold and tired. And I thought, oh my gosh. So I put him on my shoulder and I said, okay, to my older one, I said, we are going to run down the mountain. Even though there are two feet of snow, we are running. You cannot trip. I cannot trip. We cannot get hurt. And so for a half an hour, we were 
running in snow down the island with my other son who had fallen asleep on my shoulder. His head is bobbing on my shoulder. And we got down to safety, but um, those things can happen um, where you you think you're okay, but then all of a sudden you're the only one out and you're in deep snow or you're, or the weather has changed out in the sound and you're out on a paddleboard and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I was just sort of lost in the beauty of it, but I'm really maybe not safe here. <laughs> so, well, And I've anyway. done that because I hike alone around uh, in Moran State Park, right? And I've gotten to a place where I'm like, this is just awesome. And you, you, you can't hear anything anymore. And then you get a little bis- disoriented, but that's the, the beauty of like doing the retreats, bringing some someone out and making them, making them, because sometimes you take their phone away, just spend some time with themselves in solitude. And they'll say at the end, that was their favorite thing. And that's what Orcus gives you. You just, you, island living is about slowing down and reconnecting with your community and mother nature. That's why exactly. I love it here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, sharing the stories of our, um, our, our, our moments of being to our edge or having to move beyond that place that says, I can't do this, or if it's not perfect, or um, it's more than I can handle. Um, I'm really appreciating the the edge that you're speaking to uh, about physical and also our mental stories about that. And, uh, you know, I'm going to invite Polana to come in and join us before we go off on a break. Um, This is Polana Goodrich, and Polana is uh, one of my really special people. I've known her for a long, long time as a, a young girl who walked by my window at Hartwood on her way to school and have rewoven myself in relationship with her as she's come back as an adult in the last few years. Um, Falana, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me, you guys. Um, So Falana's family's been on the island for a long time, Edie. Um, Before we, we opened up, we were talking a little bit about that. So when you're talking about island families and island stories, um, Flana, maybe you'd like to share a little bit before we go to break about you and your family and being an islander. Yeah, we are, my family goes back in all the islands. It goes back about 200 years. Orcas Island in particular, the 60s is when we came over here. But when you were talking about the parade um, in town and like how most of the people were actually in the parade and the tourists were just witnessing this interesting, it reminds me of Waldron because my dad grew up on Waldron Island and we wow. used to go for May Day and the entire island would be in the parade, not one person observing. <laughs> it would just be like this parade winding through the trees and uh, pretty magical. Hmm. My connection is pretty weird this morning. Let me know if you can hear me. I can hear you. Yep. We're good on sound. Cool. Did it blip out? Mm-hmm. So tell me about that uh, beautiful place and your grandparents on this island. And we talked a little bit about Random House and, and your dad as well. Yeah. So um, like where we were, where we settled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were right across from Waldron Island. Um, they started in Waldron Island and in fact saw their future house burned down to the ground on Orcas right across the way, right across that uh, strait and they could uh, over the water. And little did they know they were actually going to buy that property and build a brand new house on the foundation. So, um, and then dad started um, 
dad started the dinner theater with Susan Allred. And uh, he really wanted a place to dance. He was a professional dancer and then had to kind of um, hang up his shoes a little coming to Orcas Island. There's not many performance opportunities, pretty limited. And so he just wanted to create a place to for people to express themselves. He was quite obsessed with it, actually. And, um, and then left shortly after creating it. So it's a beautiful building. It is. It is now home to Island Time where yeah. they're making those amazing, you know, products from oh. botanicals that are grown on the island. So even the though we're dancing, <laughs> really beautiful stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just checking our time, Benny. It looks like we want to take a break here. So I am going to ask Valana to stay with us and thank Edie for joining us on this. Stay with us, Edie, through the next part of the show. We are on KKNW. Um, this is Lift Your Spirits Radio, and we'll be right back. Do you feel stressed, exhausted, or burned out? Would you like to identify your unique warning signs and know what to do? Are you ready to learn how to calm your system and increase your energy so you are healthier, happier, and more productive? Learn from an expert. I transform my life from burnout to bliss, and you can too. Go to MarlaWilliams.net, click on Learn, and sign up for my Burnout Prevention Formula course and move from burnout to bliss in just six weeks or less. Are your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kassara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made when information is available. Now's the time to visit truehealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. Are you planning your next move? We know it can be stressful, but at a swift move, you can relax and leave the work to us. You can put your mind at ease that your personal items will be safe throughout the entire moving process. To get a free quote from licensed professionals so you can compare and save, call us at 425-309-0577. That's 425-309-0577. So make your next move a swift one and give us a call. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 a.m. KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150kknw.com.
Welcome back. This is Gretchen Crump. I'm with Dina Marie on Lift Your Spirits at KKNW. And my guests today are Orcas Island creatives, Edie Culper and Talana Goodrich. Edie has written a beautiful book from her photos and her stories of islanders. It's called Life on Orcas Island. Edie, it's been really good talking with you. And we want folks to know that they can read your blog, see your photos, and buy your book at www www.lifeonorcasisland.com. Yes. Thanks yes. for being with us. And I'll see you on Village on the Green on Wednesday. We'll make some more memories. Thank you so much. I'll be there with my camera. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. So, Falana, welcome to the show. It's so good to see you. A year ago, we had the opportunity to drop in on this very space. Um, and we were talking a bit about the changes that you were making in your life. You came back to the island in the recent past um, and you've made some really big changes and you're making your life on Orcas Island, but it is beyond Orcas. So I'm gonna ask you to share a little bit about what you've been doing over the last year. Yeah, well, I have a house in Nashville. So I, I kind of split my time between the two places, but it's been so amazing to come back home after 22 years, you know, and, um, and not to have that monkey on my back, like I couldn't be here and do music at the same time, because I no longer perform instead of I'm kind of in the, the production and the, uh, the placement side of things. So I make music for television and film, I want to break into film, I have not yet had a placement on film started scoring contributing scores and pop music to the young and restless in 2018 and started scoring for them about 2020 i mean ron cates is the head um composer there and he's been amazing as far as just taking me under his wing and uh and then i get to contribute real fun scores and pieces so um, but the first woman, may we just first woman in 50 years of that show playing almost 50 years. But and then they also uh, I'm spacing on her name and I wish I wasn't. And they also brought on another woman who's a great pianist. Um, I hope I can remember her name anyway. We'll put um, it in the so, show notes. Yeah. So huge, really big deal um, for them too to do that, to break that mold. Um, there's a lot of breaking the mold. If you're an engineer, a female engineer, singer, songwriter, producer, all that, it's really good for other women to see as well, because it's something when you can create all the music that you want to hear, it feels like flying, you know, that's as close to flying as you're going to get. So, um, I've just been really having fun branching out and um, working with other artists. I just wrote a beautiful, awesome, kick-ass song, if I can say that on the radio, um, mm -hmm. with a woman from Nashville named Frankie C. Frankie C is a, um, a regular at Kid Rock's bar on Broadway. She's a Broadway musician. She's there three days a week. And uh, she has a beautiful singing voice, but she raps. And that's been really fun to work with, too. So... Um, I'm just going off. <laughs> I just love it. I love it a little bit. Well, no, because, you know, the, you made a transition as an artist. You left the island. I mean, you, you, you know, like your, your son, um, Edie's son is ready to, to fly and our kids do, they fly and you flew. Yeah. I mean, you've had an amazing career and 
I miss you doing my hair because you're just a <laughs> you're just a phenomenal stylist as well. You are yeah. so creative, um, but you have found your voice mm -hmm. and you have made a big choice to yeah. focus, to really focus. And it kind of speaks to what we focus on, we get more of. Yeah. So let's talk archetypes because yeah. that's been a big focus for you. Yeah, it's been, sorry for the Blue Jays outside. They're just crazy around here. <laughs> you guys are mean too. Um, yeah, just, I, I quit doing, I had a 20 year career in hair that I was doing side by side with music and quit that in February officially to do music full time. And just in that short period of time, I wrote an, uh, it's not just fair to say it's an album, it's an EP's worth of music. Um, at this point, I'm cranking out a couple songs a month, which feels great. But um, I called it Archetypes. Um, it's been picked up by a, an awesome agent. He's a legend in the business. His name's Steve Sharp. And um, his job is to kind of shop it to music supervisors. And my focus is getting my music on TV and film. So that's kind of the parallel life that my um, EP is living. And then it's on Spotify as well. So all the music is called Cinepop. It's cinematic pop. I'm taking my background of scoring and my background of pop writing, combining them and making this really fun, cinematic, big builds, big orchestral pop. And um, I'm hoping to do the same with rap really soon. And you've designed a studio for your home. It's yeah. the most beautiful space. I have to get in it physically. I'm going to come and do a little background stuff with you. Yes, but you are. <laughs> tell us about your, your love of greenery. Um, yeah. How you did your acoustics. Thank you for asking because it's my favorite thing to brag about. Um, my moss wall, you guys, make a moss wall because it's great for acoustics, but it's also beautiful. You can get this... Um, Oh, it's, it's basically dead moss, but it's been, what's the word? Not re anyway, preserved uh -huh. and you can make your own moss wall. So I've got a six by eight piece, um, in the back of the room and acoustically, you just need to break up the surfaces. I mean, Benny knows about that too. You just need to break up the refer the surfaces so that you can, you don't get any of those awkward reflections. And it's been a beautiful way to do that. I was trying to get my computer downstairs, but the fiber that <laughs> today. Um, so I'm going to just surround myself. We're like up in the trees. We're up near the lake, you know, so we've got all those old growth trees and I feel like I'm in a tree house. So I'm just kind of trying to bring it inside as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But I think the natural environment and how it infuses and where your music is, is going out and where it's being placed. And you think about the creative process of making a film or a streaming series mm -hmm. and those songs that get dropped into them. Mm -hmm. And then what happens with that? Mm -hmm. So in service to Falana, what we've talked about um, with Amplify Her, and I can feel those chili bumps that, you know, are coming because this is really resonant right now and so important with, you know, our, our whole theme next Wednesday on the Village Green is how do we create that space or be as you are this kind of, um, you know, forward vision for young women to amplify their talents and to be able to be creative mm -hmm. and be in a field that is, you know, 
male dominant and I love the guys got, you know, it's not about that, but how do women find their place, their voice and their worth in that industry? Got any good ideas for mentoring? I think we just need to see it. I mean, I'm going to hold back from swearing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You need to see it. There's just Uh not many women. We're less than 2% of singer songwriters, female singer songwriters out there can produce and engineer their own tracks. And that's just nothing but us. That's nothing but us stopping ourselves. You know, I I can get into that loop of the blame game for sure. There's been a lot Mm -hmm. of um, you know, it's kind of like a fraternity right now still, mm-hmm. but that's changing. And I could play the blame game all day long, but we need to take each other under each other's wings and be able to answer questions. It's got to be okay to ask questions and feel silly doing so. And, um, but I think just seeing other women do it is all that needs to, needs to happen, you know, mm-hmm. at least on the engineering side. Um, so, I mean, I, and we, and young girls, especially, and boys, they're very mm-hmm. easily influenced. Remember when you were a kid, all you had to do was just see something and you're like, oh, okay, I want to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's changing. It's slowly changing. And I'm always, you know, back in Nashville, we had what was called logic ladies, because logic is the actual operating system. There's pro tools, there's logic, there's all these other... And uh, they bring their laptops over. There's about five or six of us. And we just have a big potluck and wine, keep the wine off the computers. (laughs) And then I would teach them how to produce. And it was just really therapeutic too, to um, have other women I could geek out with. Um, I love geeking out with my my guy friends too, Mm -hmm. but it was just really fun to have that connection, you know, um, with all the tech stuff. Well, I know that you've got a lot of things that are really keeping your focus on your production and making the music right now. And as you're, you know, finding your stride and the visibility, because you just got back from LA, I know. Um, But I'd love to play with some Logic ladies on this island, because I know we've got a lot of talented folks that, to your point, being able to see someone who's doing it talk about how they're doing it have access to that natural networking yeah and I think that that's one of the things I love about you know our island is kids can learn I mean you know Evan's learning to fly because we've got adults on this island who love to fly and they love to teach their kids about flying so you know that kind of piece so Maybe as we amplify her, it, we will raise the specter as we go into the quiet season next winter to yeah. do a little bit of that logic lady love. On That's this awesome island. idea. I just so am, I'm so grateful that you're back on the island, that you're living on the island, that you're working from the island. And, um, you know, this has just been a wonderful conversation with Edie and what she's creating on the island, Falana, what you're doing on the island. Dina Marie, thank you so much for having us here. Um, FalanaMusic.com is the way you can find Falana's music. LifeOnOrcusIsland.com is where you can find Edie's book. Um, Orcas Island is tucked up here in the San Juan Islands. If you can catch a ferry, come and visit us. I'm Gretchen Crump. And um, next Wednesday, we'll be on the Village Green amplifying her with uh, 
stories and music and uh, DJ Dakini. So um, I want to thank you all. And we're going to end our show with uh, a full version of Falana's Heart on Fire. Oh, it's not the same you.